And we are live. So, welcome to the Dabbling in Discomfort podcast. I am Arlo Gagestein, and this podcast is where we strive to help you live a life outside of your comfort zone. And I am super excited today to have a great friend, Soraya Long, as my guest. Soraya and I go way back. We went to massage school together like 12 years ago or something like that. Yep. It's been a long time. Yeah, 12 years. Um, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked already, but it blows my mind how when I met Nate Graven, so Nate Graven is a mutual acquaintance and mentor for, for Soraya and I both, and he's the one that, that convinced me to go to massage school, and I believe you as well. Yeah, <laughs> so, But when I met Nate Graven, he had been doing massage for 12 years. And now I've been doing massage for 12 years and I'm like, We're the oh my Raven. goodness. Right. <laughs> Except now he's been doing it for 24 yeah, years yeah, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but, but that just, man, that blows my mind. I never thought about that. Yeah. Anyway, I think about it a lot because I realize how old I'm getting. <laughs> anyway, um, I am so excited to have Soraya on. She is probably the toughest person that I know. Like, and she's shaking her head no, which I knew she would. But but really, anybody at any time could ask me, who's the toughest person you know? And it would be Soraya. <laughs> so she's a fierce competitor, a fantastic runner. Um, I don't know what you would say, but I, I always consider you a world-class runner. Oh. So <laughs> I'm elite for my area. Elite for your area. Okay, she's world-class. <laughs> she, she has a big area. No. <laughs> anyway... Um, I am super excited to have her here. We've been friends for a long time. She's my go-to massage therapist. She's a fierce competitor. And we just like to get to know Soraya a little bit. So we're going to start out at the beginning when you're just a little girl growing up. And um, I remember a story about a paper route. Yes. And you just growing up delivering papers and running everywhere. So enlighten yeah. us. Tell us. Tell us all about your childhood. <laughs> So little Soraya starts off at six years old. Um, every time I mention the word paper out in Utah, they think neighborhood routes. 50 papers, you deliver a little neighborhood, and you go. That was not my childhood. My mom and dad got a paper out to make money on the side because we had, well, at that time only four kids, but we ended up having eight kids in California, which is literally impossible money-wise. <laughs> And so they had to get a side job, and that was what they chose. So we had to get up at 12.30 in the morning and then drive 30 minutes to get the papers, fold the papers. So all of you people with tattoos, yeah, I have more ink than you do in my hands <laughs> from years of paper out and folding those papers together. And then we left the shed, assuming the truck came on time, and we probably started around 1, 1 1.30 on the paper out. And then we would deliver until 4.35 um, in the morning. And then school days, so elementary school, pretty easy, right? You go to school around 7.30, 8 o'clock, not too bad. Probably got a couple hours of sleep before. Uh, junior high got a little more hard. You were going to school a little earlier. And then high school, um, being LDS, we had early morning seminary at 5.45 in the morning. So you come home, we do our run in the morning because our coach requires to do three days a week of early morning runs. And then you go to seminary and then you go to school, six classes. There's no A-B classes where I was growing <laughs> up. Guys are so lucky. Uh, and we then, didn't have that either. No, they Kids have these easy. days. <laughs> have it easy. <laughs> and then I would come home. And do a little homework, go to practice, and come home from practice. And then in high school, 
my parents, my dad stopped doing paper out years ago. My mom still was doing it, so 20 years um, is how long she ended up doing it in the end. High school, we had to do that. And then at night, one day a week, I went to a dental office cleaning job with my dad. And then one night a week, I would go with my brothers. And so that was my high school, also wow. trying to run fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, the paper out had a lot of stairs. I mean, my parents, would, my mom would drop me off. We'd run a whole area. We'd come back. I mean, this is early, right? I'm six, seven, eight years old, sprinting in the dark by myself. <laughs> it's a little scary. Right, right. You don't know what is that you... why you went fast? Yeah, yeah. It was like <laughs> nice. intervals every day. <laughs> you didn't know if you're going to run to a drunk person, a gangbanger, oh, or a coyote. Shoot. Or a coyote. <laughs> yeah. Nice. They had good back then, <laughs> in the dark. The best times was uh, rollerblading. My mom loves oh, rollerblading to do it. Yeah, that was yeah. always a good time. We also had accidents on the paper route. Like my sister had her head slammed in the sliding door. Like the door closed oh, no. while we took a turn. Oh shoot! I fell out of the car. My mom turned. <laughs> there was one time I was holding on and I wasn't on the bumper all the way, and so she took off, and I was literally like running behind it, like trying to jump on real quick. Oh my goodness! Sometimes you do that on purpose. But... On purpose, <laughs> nice. <laughs> my dad backed up on my leg one time. Really? I flipped off the back of the car, got ran over by my dad. <laughs> Oh, good times. Good times. It sounds like it, yeah. And is that how you got into running? Like, uh, or was it kind of a family thing? Did you all run? I think that's why we all were kind of good at running, is okay. because we had so much running experience right, by the time right. we actually got into it. And it was actually just a coincidence. Like, my older sister went out for the high school team, but we really didn't get into it until my mom took us to Grahomey Park because. Apparently, running on the paper is not enough for our family. She has to take us to go get energy out of us. Oh, fantastic. So she was like, go run this loop and come back. We're like, okay. So we went running, and there happened to be actually a really good club out there running for okay. practice. All right. We ran into the coach, and he was like, he saw my brother, and he's like, get that kid a good pair of shoes and be a decent <laughs> runner. I think he was running in basketball short shoes oh, nice. at the time. Yeah, Probably yeah. from Walmart. Right, right. <laughs> So yeah, so that's how we kind of got okay. into more club running. And they were, they had multiple teams in the top three in the nation. So they oh, actually wow. ended up being a okay. really good competition. Right, right. Yeah. Nice. That was my childhood. So when people were sleeping, I was awake. You were running. <laughs> I was awake. <laughs> nice. Awesome. What brought you to Utah? Uh, so I got a scholarship at Weber State, uh, full ride, which is always great. Yeah, I for was sure. trying to decide between Utah State and Weber State. BYU kind of got turned off when I went to their summer camp. Didn't really love their coach, but I have lots of friends who loved it there. So I'm not uh -huh. saying BYU's bad, but uh, so for me, it was between Utah State and Weber State, and I thought Weber okay. State's team was more home feeling. Nice, nice. So. Well, good choice. I'm glad you came to Weber State. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so what did you run? Steeplechase, right? Yeah, and I did steeple what, what else? and 1500 outdoor. Okay. 5K if I had to get points. If you had to. It was the worst. <laughs> like, why you choose to do a 5K on a track is just, that yeah, is da yeah. dabbling. That sounds hard. Terrible things right there. <laughs> that and the 10K. <laughs> uh, so I did They did that on the track too. Yeah. Oh my outdoor goodness. Outdoor had 10K, indoor had 5K. Okay. Uh, and, and outdoor had 5K too. But uh, I did the steeple on the 15, so I was still a little more speedy, so I can get yeah, like the Yeah, right, right. And then indoor, I did the mile, the mile of the DMR, and the 3K. Okay. The mile. So you have run a really fast mile. I remember, I remember <laughs> training with you. So there was a time in my life when I thought that I wanted to run fast. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> so I'm like, Soraya, I need you to help me run a five-minute mile. 
And the fastest I had ever run was probably in high school, a six minute mile. This is probably 15 years yeah. out of high school. Yeah. I weigh significantly more. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to run a six minute mile. Um, and so Soraya was gracious enough to come to the track with me and, and we were working at five minute mile pace and I am dying. Like literally this is the closest I've ever been to throwing up. I don't throw up when I work out and we'll talk more about that later, (laughs) but the closest I have ever been is, is running with Soraya and I can't keep up. Like I'm, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I'm, I'm struggling. We're running just one lap at a time, right? At five minute pace. And I can't, I can't keep up. And so I was like, maybe we should do five fifteens. <laughs> and so the whole time I'm dying to keep up. She's all, you're slowing down faster, faster. You're slowing down. You're slowing down. She's like perfectly calm, <laughs> even stride, not even breathing heavy. <laughs> and it, it just blow my, blows my mind and impresses me that someone is so fast. <laughs> but I believe isn't your fastest like a 406 or something? No, I wish. No? That'd be a good guy's That's what I tell everybody. <laughs> That's a guy's <laughs> So I ran 458 in high school. 458, okay. And then in college, I ran like a 448 converted. That's so really fast. You get converted time if you're higher in altitude. So I oh, ran that okay. at Pocatello. Okay. So converted wise, it was a 448, but that was just in conference. So it wasn't yeah. like the open mile. I literally was running three races that okay. weekend. Okay, right, so right. Not bad. Well, 458 sounds really fast to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that actually, so I ran like a sub five at that conference um, in my mile, but I beat an NAU girl, which was pretty amazing. So we took it out. We let somebody take it out. I let them go. And then it was going too slow. So I took it after almost a 400 or right getting close to a 400. So I was like, okay, I'll take it because nobody's going to take it. So I took the lead, and then she, the NAU girl followed me, and we actually were running side by side, and then lap after lap, and after a while, I was like, wow, she's really not going to help me, is she? She's just uh-huh. going to let me lead this whole thing. <laughs> and I was like, there's no way I'm going to let this girl beat me. I'm like, I'm nice. not going to lead this whole thing and let NAU, a foreigner, beat me. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, Weaver State and NAU have the worst rivalry. We Do they really? I didn't know them. that. Yeah, oh, they wow. just brag every time they win, so we uh-huh. beat them. <laughs> nice. And so we're coming and like in my mind, I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? So I start edging her out to the outside of lane one. Cause I'm like, if you're going to have to run, you're going to run further. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so yeah. I edge her slowly, but not too much because then she could go around and just move in. Okay. So I push her out to the outside of lane one. I'm mean like that. And, I do it. <laughs> and then I was like, I bet she's going to go 400 to go. She's not going to wait till uh-huh. last lap. She's going to wait to 400 because indoor we have 200 meter laps. Oh, okay. Right, right. And so... I, at 400, I start going, like, before I even get to that mark. I'm like, I'm going to go. So I start yeah. moving up with, like, 10, 20 meters before the 400. And then I just put on another gear. And then she's, like, it catches her off guard. But uh-huh. she, she's fine. I mean, she's way faster than I am. So it's not a big deal for her. So we're going around together still. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to throw on another gear on this last lap. Because I know she's just going to go yeah, for it. And right, her speed's right. better than mine. So if I don't respond quick, like, uh-huh. I'm done. And so we come around the corner, and I'm doing it on the, the straightaway before the turn again. I start speeding up, and then she starts speeding up. So now we're like side by side, stride for stride, going around the last lap. 
and everybody's yelling because that's never happens. Like, <laughs> he just beats us. Really? Okay. And so we're coming yeah, yeah. around and I am like, in my mind, I'm like, I am not going to get beat by this girl. Uh-huh. And I just like, everything I have left, like regardless, I'm running two more races after this. I was like, yeah. I don't even care. <laughs> and I just like kick it in and she pulls up like the last three strides and uh-huh. I, I got her oh nice and then i came back and beat her again <laughs> same type of race oh that's fantastic <laughs> oh i literally lead that time uh-huh but, nice yeah very good it was a good race so your mind your mindset when you're running is something i've always been really impressed with like <laughs> soraya does not like to lose and you see that with a lot of super competitive athletes obviously but but soraya is probably more <laughs> more that way than anybody else I know where where when she decides she's going to win she's going to win whatever it takes like I I feel like you wouldn't even hesitate to to cause long-term bodily harm no, to no, win a race which, I have done. <laughs> which you have done of course you have <laughs> um and it's man it impresses me and I I just love to watch and hear about her races and so one of my one of my favorite Soraya stories. I, I tell a lot of Soraya stories. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> was was a Bryce Canyon half marathon oh, yeah. where you were sick. You had food poisoning or something, right? Yeah, I'm not sure what happened. Yeah. That one. Um, and maybe I'll let you tell it since I botched the last <laughs> the last story I told. But <laughs> so we, I ran a half marathon in Bryce Canyon. So we drove down there and then we ended up just camping, um, which is my preferred method of staying over the night if I could. Uh, camping like a mile from the start at, I think it's called Rose Campground or something like that. I don't even know. Anyways, so we camp. So I wake up, jog down to the start and I'm like, yeah, that's good enough. <laughs> and so we get on the line i'm feeling great ready to go i'm excited it's a little cold at the start i mean 7200 feet and we get going and we hit our first mile and it's right where i want it controlled i let a girl just go because i was like i know what i can do and can't do i'll let her go and hopefully she comes back and uh and then we get to the second mile and it's starting to go downhill and i was like okay like we're still good i'm slowly gaining on her a little bit which is what i want to do and then we hit our third mile, and the third mile is just, like, crazy steep downhill. I hit, like, a 505 on it, oh, I mean, man. which is crazy for a half marathon. You're right, right. running, like, yeah, 545. Sure. Uh-huh. That's how steep it is. That's not even trying. Wow. So she's hitting, like, a 458, you know? Like, she's that much more ahead of me. And so I'm like, that's going to hit her hard. Like, there's yeah, no right, way right. you're going to recover from that and be able to keep going. So I was like, okay, we're good. Just, like, stay even. So I, I get to my fourth mile. And all of a sudden, my stomach is not happy. And I think it was just that downhill, probably whatever we ate camping, didn't uh-huh. <laughs> agree well with me. Oh. And so I get to the fifth mile, and I'm like, I don't know if I can, I can hold it. Like, I'm going to have to go to the bathroom. Uh-huh. So I see there's an aid station coming up, and I actually saw her stop, which is so rare in hmm. a race. Like, nobody right, right. stops to aid station. So I was like, well, I'm going to go real quick. Nobody competitive. No, we, nobody competitive. We always stop yeah. at the aid stations. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the top runners don't. <laughs> So I go real quick and then come out and I'm like, okay, I have the gain gain on her again. So I start picking it back up and I was able to catch back up to her again. And as soon as I catch her, like my stomach hits me again. I'm like, come on. So I stopped drinking things. I stopped oh, eating shoot. things. So you can only imagine the cramping that's right, to right. 
So I go again and I come out and I'm like having to catch up to her again, which I do. But now I'm like cramping, like it's starting oh, my calves, no. it's going up to my quads. I mean, I am cramping. And I'm like, no, I refuse. I caught her <laughs> twice now. Like I cannot let her beat me. So now she's like smarter. She's like, I'll just run with her for a while. Probably in her mind, I'll kick her. Yeah. And uh, so we're running striper, striper, stride, like feeling like I'm trying to, I'm allowing her to let me catch my breath. I'm like, that's smart of you. I'm not really, but. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so then we get to the last couple miles and I'm like, no, I will not get beat by you. I Uh refuse. Like I saw it twice. I caught you twice. Like, no, I will not get beat. (laughs) And so I end up pulling off the win, but she beat me the next year. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) She learned. Oh shoot. (laughs) But afterwards she did come up to me and she's like, I cannot believe you saw it twice. (laughs) And it's still, still caught, caught up back up going. to me. <laughs> that is so awesome. So, it nice. was cool. And I feel like there's probably a lot of stories like that. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, like I mean, once Soraya is determined to win, that's what she's going to do. And yeah. it's awesome. I think one mindset I have that's slightly different is I never go into a race feeling defeated. And I think mm. a lot of people think, oh, well, that person's fast or that person's fast. So right, I'll probably right. get this place. Like, I all know people are fast and I don't care. Like, I uh-huh. still want to win. Because in my mind, everybody has a bad day. So if you're not ready for their bad day, you're never going to beat them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always try going to race with the mindset that anything is possible. Yeah, that's awesome. I have have a similar mindset um, when I'm I'm playing. So so I I played volleyball for a really long time. I don't anymore. but, (laughs) But inevitably, I would always end up matched up against teams that are clearly better than me and and should definitely win and I always played my best volleyball against more them. Took and it my more yeah right right took it more serious well I don't more know practice <laughs> I don't know how serious I took it, but, it right <laughs> but uh but really like you said everybody can have a bad day and that's something that I always I always had in my mind I'm like realistically I can beat this person every one out of 10 games and this is going to be that one (laughs) like it could be this time i'm going to go for it so they might beat me every other time but i'm going to try and win now Um, exactly and i think that i mean that mindset just helps a lot in competition because you never know everybody can have a bad day or i might have a fantastic one and and if they both happen then things are good so and i think um, (laughs) a lot of people win because of other people having that mindset right right could probably be beat yeah yeah for sure awesome are there people that inspire you as far as like runners like do you look up to no to runners that are out there i really don't i think that's funny so i've had lots of friends who are like hey did you see what this person's doing Uh even now on our group um strand like they'll like post people like olympic yeah right right you know and how they're doing and i don't know i just have never considered them better Okay. And like, I mean, I'm kind of that way with everything. Like yeah, celebrities, right, right. I'm just like, they're just people. I don't know uh-huh. why we give them more of a voice than you and I. <laughs> right, right. So I kind of feel the same way about runners. I just think, you know, they're they're really just like us. There is one runner that I admire um, for her tenacity, and that is... Um, is it Courtney DeWalter? Yes. <laughs> Courtney DeWalter is like my hero. She I don't is know amazing. Her. She <laughs> definitely doesn't know me, uh-huh. but I have listened to several of her podcasts and like okay. looked up every once in a while when she comes up in the news, like how yeah. she's doing. Like she is an animal, <laughs> like a right, cool right. animal. Like, I, don't, sure. I don't know how mentally she just 
She takes it further than I can take it mentally. Uh-huh. I have a point I get to, and then I think I have a safety zone, hmm. and then I pull back, and I can feel okay. that. Yeah, yeah. Courtney DeWalter doesn't. Doesn't have one. No. Doesn't have that. She just, like, takes it to the extreme, which is admiring. I wish I could shut that off. Right, right, right. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know Courtney DeWalter, and I, I don't know much about her either, except she's probably the best... Distance runner. Distance like runner. Ultra. ultra, ultra yeah, yeah. So, like... Runner. People run marathons and and 50Ks and and 50 milers and sometimes 100 milers. And she's running like 200 milers. Milers, (laughs) 24 hours. Yeah, it's just, it's unreal. 72 hour competition. She's Uh crazy good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I enjoy following her too, even though I have no aspirations of ever running that far. (laughs) (laughs) But but it's it's fun to watch people that are good at what they do. And that are just above and beyond everybody else. I know, like, I know. There's there's definitely levels to to competition and levels to to everything that mm-hmm. people do, and and she's just like way up there. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's fun it's fun for me to watch that. Um, and beyond that, I probably couldn't even tell you another runner, but I know Courtney DeWalter. <laughs> <laughs> me too, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Right out was it was it while you were still at Weber State or had you just graduated yeah. when you went to the trials. the trials? Yeah, so my senior year, I was very fortunate to train with Lindsay Anderson, who went to the Olympics in uh, the steeplechase. So I was fortunate that she still was running with our team at the time and gave me a training partner, quote unquote. I was never with her, but I was behind <laughs> her, <laughs> cheering for her. <laughs> So I qualified for the trials in the steeplechase, but I was so burnt out from that event that uh, I actually didn't want to go. Really? <laughs> it oh, took wow. a lot of convincing to get me there. Yeah, yeah. I had a really just poor year of racing. I was all American, so I guess it wasn't the worst. You know, I, I think I ended up <laughs> like seventh in the nation. Okay, that's but, that's a terrible year. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like my, my times weren't great. I was trying uh-huh. to break 10 and I just kept hitting 10.07, 10.08, 10.07, oh, okay. 10.08. Like, and that's for a that's for a two mile race, almost right? Almost two miles. Yeah. Almost three, two miles. 3K. Yeah. Wow. And so okay. I was frustrated. I was like, why can I not just break 10? Like my yeah, workouts show right, I can right. break 10, but I just could not break 10. And so finally, Coach Hislop, who was actually the men's coach, I probably because Nate talked to him that Nate's my husband. He, he told him I wasn't going to go because I just hated that event uh-huh. so much by that point. And so he convinced me to go. And he's like, you will regret it if you don't. And hmm. I was like, oh, I hate regret more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> Which I do. I yeah, literally yeah. will like do things just because I don't want to regret it. So right, like, right. So yeah, so I went to the Olympic trials, and I always try to clarify, Olympic trials, people like to think it's Olympics, <laughs> it's not, I'm not that cool, uh, but I did go to the trials, and I I think I took 11th, so, and I did break 10. And is that is that 12, 12 people? 12 people in the finals, in the finals. so I made it to the finals, and then I took 11th. So while she's saying she's not that cool, she didn't go to the Olympics. She was top 12 in the nation in the race. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's true. A sponsored athlete. Yeah, right, right. And I remember getting on the line with all these sponsored professional uh-huh. athletes. There's a few of us college runners in there. And I was like, they're just regular people. Like, I remember yeah. like just like looking at the Olympics like, this is amazing. I can't wait. I can't uh-huh. believe you can go there. It must be such a cool feeling. And then I got on the line. I was like, oh, it's just another race. Like, it wasn't as impressive as I thought it was going to be. The most impressive part was having that little cool badge that got you <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> that was cool. That's cool, yeah. 
Oh, and I, I love that attitude. They're, they're just people. <laughs> they right? really were just they, people. I mean, I mean, they're fast people. Right, right. Incredible athletes. Right. But I remember just thinking like, oh, this wasn't what I expected. Hmm. So I like uh-huh. that I finally got to that point in my career where I can just consider them my competitors and not somebody that I can never compete with. Right, right. So. That's awesome. Very good. So after college and after the olympic trials you decided to run further races <laughs> like i've always kind, i've always friends. kind of wondered yeah. about that how you transition from a 3k steeplechase race to marathons Marathon. and stuff <laughs> yeah and let's say i never liked the 5k i always thought uh-huh. cross country was too long it was a 6k <laughs> <laughs> but once your friends start running marathons and they're like you're training with them oh, you kind of right, just right do it i mean uh-huh. uh who is your friend that was on last week uh the... oh jeff yeah jeff yes when yeah, jeff yeah, was yeah. talking about how he just like tags along with things that are right, crazy right. like that was me i'm like okay, okay you guys okay. are running a marathon i'll run a marathon <laughs> <laughs> why not that's <laughs> i'm funny. doing the workouts yeah yeah absolutely and so, it went fairly well for you um, transitioning to marathons no i so i, I remember your, train, i remember your first one yeah i tried to trade myself which Probably not the best idea. <laughs> if you're going to train yourself, at least just get really good advice. Like one thing that's great mm. about our group is we're not afraid to tell you what to do. We, okay. I yeah, mean, yeah. we're competitive within our races, but we right. also like to see people succeed. So we'll never be like secretive about what we do. Yeah. yeah like yeah. I've gone out and told friends what I was doing. I'm like, at the end of the day, you still have to do and beat me, you know? So, right, right. For sure. Uh, so, yeah. So, I tried to train myself, and I think I trained too much and too long. Oh. And then I was overly confident when I went in. Because, uh-huh. I mean, you go from running a fast mile or a fast 2K, a two-mile, and then you're like, oh, I only have to slow down 630. I'm like, <laughs> I can run 630 all day. Yeah, right, I did that right. on my regular runs. Okay. So, I did that and nate told me he like was adamant he's like do not take you a halfway take it before hmm. he's like you will feel like you don't need it but you should take it no matter what and so this is nate her husband who was yeah. also a, a, he did runner. a marathon at that point too okay yeah and so i was like okay yeah sounds great I took it halfway. Oh, no. <laughs> I know those people that I have to fall to really learn something. Right, right. Like, it's really a good way to it's bottom. a good way to learn. Yeah, scrape up my elbows. <laughs> so I took it at halfway because I was feeling great. Yeah, like I yeah, did yeah. it and hit the wall at 18, which is a typical spot to hit a right. wall in a marathon. And just suffer fested until... I was still leading by this point, which uh-huh. is incredible. So I get to three miles to go and I'm like, I'm still in the lead. Like, how is this even possible? Mm. I am going slow at this point. Like, uh-huh. barely. I am, like, walking through aid stations. <laughs> it's like, I am guzzling water. I am really suffering. My body is not wanting to run at this point. I get to the last 800, and this is where I met Anna Judd for the first time. Oh, okay. She was a lot older than I was. Um, but she casually runs by me not sprinting. oh no <laughs> she just casually runs by and i cannot run oh I am like, shoot Nate's like, she's in coming. the last 800 she's meters coming. yeah and i'm like i can't i can't run <laughs> my body will not go oh no so i got beat in that race i still ran a sub three which is which is uh-huh. pretty good for my first one but it was and she still didn't beat you by very much at all right no not much yeah, yeah. but she doesn't let me live that down. I, I imagine. <laughs> As she shouldn't. Right. Oh, for sure. Expect nothing less. <laughs> it was a painful first experience. Wow. But I mean, to finish second 
yeah. in your first marathon. Yeah, in Ogden. Which and is only because you crashed. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. Yeah, yeah training yeah. myself. That's not too bad. <laughs> right, right. And then after that, um, you ran more marathons after that, right? Or no? Yeah, my second one, I didn't train. I just jumped into it because I found, okay. found out nobody was running it. It's their first year. And I was like, uh-huh. I can hurt six miles. So really, I mean, nobody can run 20. It's the last six. Suffer. <laughs> I'm like, I can suffer for six yeah, miles yeah, yeah. for $1,100. Oh, wow. That's exactly what it was. Oh, nice. <laughs> I did suffer, but I did win it. And I ran three hours flat on that one. Okay. Not training. Not training. So that was, that was pretty That's good. Amazing. I had a good conversation with the person for most of it. Uh-huh. And he left me. And then he came back because he fell. And I caught back up to him. Oh, and okay. we kind of finished together. So he finished right under three. So that was really cool for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after that, um, it was just a learning process. Like right. figuring out my stomach, figuring out feeling and then gooing. And yeah, by the end, I got a lot better. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. So how many have you run? Uh, six. Six. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So my last one was Ogden again. Oh, because, okay. Because you, know, uh-huh. you can't get defeated in the race. <laughs> so my first Ogden, I crashed and burned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did okay. My second Ogden, I had a horrible year of running, which I think was due to hmm. little iron. Oh, I learned okay. a lesson to check my iron at the start of every season uh-huh. after that. Uh, so I dropped out of that one to save okay. myself for my last right. race and then being pregnant on my last race. Oh. So still took second, but I was nice. really weaving at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and then my third Ogden, I was like, I will not be defeated by this yeah, race. Like yeah, yeah. literally. So I asked Riley Cook what he was doing because he was a really good marathoner okay. at the time or still is. But at the time he really was like figuring out his issues that he right. was having with marathoning. So I took his training. I took a little bit of what Ed Eystone, how he trained us back in 2013 at the time. So now we're 2017. And then I took like my weaknesses. Like my oh, weakness okay. was I was slowed down at the end. So I'm, yeah, like, I did right, a lot right. of progressive workouts. Hmm. And then my mental side was pretty weak too. So I did a lot of boring stuff. Like where I would do like a bunch of laps around a track for a workout. Okay. Yeah, or I yeah. would do like a two mile loop over and over and over and over hmm. again. Because like my mental side, when I get bored, and then I start to think about the pain. Right, right. So I had to learn how to like dial that in in my training. So okay. when I got to my race, it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. And then I talked to a friend and he helped me like pace the whole race. So I had oh, okay. splits oh, I knew nice. I was going to hit on certain times. So yeah, I never ran yeah, it yeah. even. There is either a hill that you slow down for or a downhill you okay. speed up for. Right, right. And that really that makes just sense. nailed it. So Nice. Yeah. So I ended up getting the course record on that one. And I uh, ran 242, which had I run that wow. at a sea level qualified meet, would qualify me for the Olympic trials for the yeah. marathon. Yeah, yeah. But, I've never really had a desire to do the marathon trials, mostly because it doesn't seem hard to get. And so it's not enough of a challenge for me to put everything I have into it. That makes sense. So not a big enough goal. I think if they were to make it harder and faster, then maybe I would want to pursue that. Uh Um, But I don't know. I feel like if I can mostly train and qualify, it just doesn't feel prestige (laughs) to me anymore. Right. For sure. For sure. That makes sense. So, yeah. Wow, a 242, you said? Yeah. So I still have it. <laughs> That's crazy. People come close, but still nice. The course record. <laughs> That's awesome. So speaking of pregnant, how many kids do you have? Four. Four kids. Yep. Boys. Eleven down to two. All, all boys. boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of testosterone. And they're and they're starting to run, right? 
Uh, no, they don't love running. Oh, okay. Weren't, I make them do you for coach, exercise. Weren't you coaching them? I did coach, yeah. Okay. So they, I always make my kids pick a sport. I don't care what it is as long uh-huh. as you're doing something. They didn't want to pick a sport that year, so I made them do cross country. And oh, track. okay. And they did not love it. <laughs> uh, they loved it. They actually did. They didn't like. It's not what they want to do, but they yeah. had fun going and okay. being friends. Oh, good. And of course, you know, as a coach, I took that way too seriously. <laughs> and I had paces, and like I go off my wheel, yeah, yeah. wheel out like their courses oh, for practice uh-huh. to make sure they're exact. You know, splits, <laughs> and I would do splits with them. Like, uh-huh. but we also had a lot of fun. We played a lot of games and tag and oh, relays, that's fun. and yeah, we always yeah. had a treat at the end and i think we nice. had a lot of fun like the parents seemed to really appreciate it because it was yeah. more of a serious program but it also their kids still were having a lot of fun i think that's huge there are so many kids that that end up being really good but they burn out because they aren't having fun anymore yeah. i've seen a lot of that <laughs> actually yeah yeah so i i always think about andre agassi agassi andre agassi the tennis player yeah from a long time ago yeah um where he he wrote, wrote his his autobiography and I read his autobiography and I had no idea, but he said, I hated tennis. Like he he literally was the best in the world for for quite some time. And he said, I hate tennis. I don't even like it. Like his dad pushed him yeah. from the time he was a little kid and and he just he grew to resent it and he was phenomenal at it, but but he wasn't having fun anymore. And I think that's so important for it for is. kids especially. Yeah. Um I mean, once it becomes a career, maybe that's something different, but... Yeah, I think as parents, like, we need to make sure we're not trying to pursue what we wish we could have done through our children. Yeah, yeah, And let our kids decide what they want to do. I mean, it's not to say it's bad to push them, you know? Like, if you sign up for a comp team, like, they should be expected to do comp level. We're not going to just going to let them not do it. For sure, But at the same time, like, I think we need to pull ourselves out of the situation just uh-huh. because we were a runner or we were a basketball player doesn't mean our kids should be a runner and our kids should be a basketball right, player. Right, right. Like, let's let them find their passions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Passion is a powerful thing. It is. It makes <laughs> you better and faster. Yeah, for sure. Better. Yep. And doing hard things. <laughs> yeah, like, definitely doing hard things. <laughs> we definitely do want to push our kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, and ourselves. And I think you understand that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as well as anyone, for yeah. sure. Um I think there's just, this is kind of the, the overlying theme of the podcast is that hard things make you better. And, and that's really when you grow, when you're struggling. Um, and so I don't know what your thoughts on that are. I, I think I know what your thoughts are, but do you want to, want to talk about that at all? Yeah. (laughs) Listening to the last podcast, I was getting ideas of like, do I do hard things? How often do I do hard things? And I think one thing for me Everybody has their reason to do hard things, right? And you guys talked about how, like, you just want to see how if you can push yourselves and how far you can get and try new things. And and I always thought, like, why do I do hard things? Like, what motivates me? Because a lot of the stuff is self-motivation. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not going out there and getting accolades for the stuff that I hmm. do most of the time. And so I was thinking, like, why do I do hard things? And I find I don't do them often because I do tend to get so serious about it. Okay. Um, Right, right. But I think it's just that, like, pushing yourself. Like, Uh what can you do? What can your body do? Like, what crazy achievement can you get? Can you encourage or even inspire someone to do something harder? And I think for me, a lot of it is inspiration. Like, 
I want to inspire somebody else to do something hard. Uh-huh. Like I want them to see that and think, oh, she can do that. Like maybe I can do that. You know, like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. my inspiration to do hard things is I want to show people it's possible. Nice. And so when I think of like, what was something hard that I did? I was talking to my husband about that. I'm like, because I've done crazy things, lots of crazy things. But I'm like, what is something that stands out as like the craziest? Uh-huh. And I think that vertical challenge like keeps coming back. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's my absolute craziest thing I've done. So tell everybody ever. a little bit about that. So two years ago, I had a friend come to me and she is like hey there's this cool vertical challenge it's 30 dollars, really cheap it's online you just do it virtually and i was like okay that sounds great i'll go climb malins once a week together and you know like it'll get me on the trails more i'm like that sounds fun like sign me up i'll be on your team uh-huh. and she's like okay cool so me and her were on a team and then our other friend missy and anna were on another team and so we were two days out and nate and i were hunting and um, we end up we're hunting on the first day of the challenge and so he's like i'll just hunt you around the mountain and you can get some vertical in yeah too. and yeah. i was like okay that sounds good so we we uh hunt that day they even get like two thousand, which is almost laughable now because of what i've done in the end <laughs> <laughs> but i was like all right two thousand. that's a great it sounds start. good right yeah right. we got like five miles in six miles in uh-huh so the goal, the goal is to accumulate as a team the most. So you have a team climbing in a yeah, month, you have a, or you have a team uh, accumulation, and then you have an individual accumulation. Okay. So you can right. double dip on prizes. Oh yeah. So yeah. they end up having prizes, and uh-huh. when I looked at their prizes, I was like, "These are good prizes," which hmm. usually means good competition. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, "What did I just get myself into <laughs> after I signed up and started?" So I go uh-huh. to, you have to go online and input what you did, either okay. through Strava. I would always do my Garmin um, app just because yeah, I right, felt like right. it was more accurate than Strava was. And uh, so I go on there to put my stuff in and everybody's like seven to 8,000. Oh no. I'm already like, <laughs> I think I was 79th place <laughs> oh, <laughs> the first wow. day. And in my mind, I'm like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was like, I will not be in 79. Right, place. right, of course. <laughs> so, of course, what do I do? Let's do this uh, thing you can do. You go out the next day and you start hiking. You're like, you start climbing yeah. like a crazy person. You're going to make it all up in yeah, one day. I'm going to make yep. it all up. But in my mind, I'm like, well, if they're doing 7,000, I have to do 9,000 today because mm. I have to catch up to what they've already done. Right. And so I go out and I just start doing what where I feel like is the steepest. I'm yeah. doing laps on Maylands, but like, going all the way up and all the way back to my car. I was okay, doing right, right. Indian Trail. So I was going all the way from 22nd Street to Smokey the Bear Center, yeah, and then back, which is like eight miles and 3,000 vert. Okay. Maylands is like five miles and 2,100 vert. Uh-huh. Just so everybody knows. Um, so I'm doing this, and the first week I am sore, right? Like <laughs> It's a different animal oh, for running sure. yeah, high yeah. vertical and then running on the roads. <laughs> so I realized when you're on the trails running, doing vertical and then running back down to save time, um, it's a backside workout. Like your your um, erectors, so your mm-hmm. posture muscles, your hips, your hamstrings, your calves are all getting a workout. Yeah, right? yeah. Your abs, shot. Like they, you don't even use your abs that much because you're so <laughs> bent over. Uh-huh. But on the roads, you're more upright. So you use more abs, you have more quads, okay. you have more like anterior tips, which is the front of your legs, your shins. Um, so I realized like there's a difference. There's a stark difference between the two. Yeah, So yeah, I yeah. am sore. Like one day I came home, I had done Malin's in the morning and I did it like two more times that night. One time with a friend and then one time by myself. Uh-huh. 
I got I started coming down and my hamstrings were shot. Like I couldn't even walk down the oh, It was no. so bad. I got back to my car, had to go do a massage because I put it off for so long because I thought I was gonna go <laughs> oh, back shoot. earlier, but I right, couldn't right. get off the yeah. mountain. So oh, I, I come home, I'm crying. I'm like hurting so bad. I can't get my shoes off because I can't bend over to do it because my hamstrings <laughs> wouldn't let me. And I couldn't use my foot to get it off because you flex your hamstrings right, right, to yeah. use your foot. Yeah, yeah. So Nate, he's like, it's okay. I'm like, this is stupid. Why am I doing this? This is the worst <laughs> thing I've ever done in my life. I'm like, this is dumb. Yeah. I'm just hurting all the time. Uh-huh. I hurt all the time. And he was like, you're okay. Take a deep breath. And I'm like crying. And he's like, I'll take your shoes off. He's like, I'm going to go to the store and get you some ibuprofen. Oh. And I'm like, so I do the massage and I foam roll really good. I take 800 ibuprofen. Uh-huh. I take a hot bath. I foam roll again. And then I go to sleep and I'm like, wake up at 4.30, right? To do it again. To do it again. You have right. to do it every day. Like you uh-huh. miss a day, you're behind. You're pretty much out of top yeah, 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so by this point, I have, I started to gain on that top 10. I okay. think I was in like 12th or 13th at this time. Up from 79. Yeah, nice. from 79. Like I made a huge, huge jump. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, the yeah. first week. And so then um, I woke up and I was got ready and I was like, oh my goodness, my hamstrings feel amazing. Huh. So I think like oh, wow. I just had so much inflammation in my yeah, legs from right. that first week that that ibuprofen just kicked it right out of me. Wow. I like literally lost inches in my legs. Like it was crazy. <laughs> and so I went out the next morning, 5 a.m. up at Abuse Trailhead by myself, you know, for the first couple. And then my friend would meet me because she wasn't doing as much as I was doing. Yeah. And then we do some together. She'd leave and I'd do a couple more and then i go home. Okay. And my problem is I worked all day. So I didn't have the time to go out and do it. Right, right. And then right. Nate was also, it was October. So he gets really busy with Division of Wildlife during that time. Okay. So He's yeah, not yeah. always home to watch the kids. And so I try to get as much as I could in the morning. So if I had to get up at 4, 4.30, I would. Yeah. There was two times I got up at 4. and No, I got up at 3. Oh, I started man. at 3.30 because Nate had to leave for work at 5.30. <laughs> so I ran Indian Trail in the dark by myself 3.30 at in the 3:30 morning. At 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> it was scary. I, I bet. I scared I in bet. the morning on yeah, the trails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was definitely the hardest part oh. of that whole challenge was those two days back right. to back running early. And that was after they had that cougar sighting oh. that my friend sent me a video of the night oh, before no. I was going out oh, to do shoot. it. So I was a little scared. Yeah, yeah. But so that vertical challenge, I ended up um, ninth overall. My last day was Halloween and I probably should have spent just all day hiking. Uh-huh. Like everybody else that didn't have kids did. But right, I decided right. my kids were worth it more. So I tried That's to do as awesome. much as I could the day before. So the uh-huh. day before I did 33 miles total. I did three <laughs> 33 miles. Yeah. Nice. I did like Thurston Peak. I did Maylands in the morning. Oh. And I came back and did Maylands again in the evening. Wow. Like I did a lot. Or not yeah. Maylands. I did above Weber State. Oh, okay. So I ended up like ninth overall. The second girl, the girl, okay, the girl beat me in the last day. She oh, wasn't, she no. wasn't running her stuff into the last yeah. minute. Right, right. So she just went out that day and just hiked all day long, mm. all day long, and she beat me by like two hundred feet vertical. Oh, so no. I almost was the first girl. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. so I ended up seventy nine miles my first week. So in seven wow. days. My second week, I was 95 miles. Uh-huh. My third week, I was 134 miles. <laughs> my fourth week, I was 143 miles. Oh, and my And then my goodness. last three days, I was 75 miles. That is crazy. <laughs> so, and, and those are 
a lot of climbing miles. Yeah, Those aren't just regular yeah, flat miles. Half of those miles are steep up there. Oh, man. Uphill. Yeah, right, right. So in the end, I ran like 288,000 vertical feet. Oh, and like, wow. So eight times up. Um, uh, eight times up. Um, oh, it's the mountain. The tallest one. Everest. Everest, yeah. Uh-huh. So it's like eight times Everest really? in one month. So <laughs> it was cool. Not as cool as the guy who won. He was an animal. But uh-huh. that what was what probably, did he get? Was he had like 344 or something. Wow. Yeah, he was he was crazy. He just did the same one uh-huh. every day. Really? Multiple times. I don't know how like mentally he did that. <laughs> that yeah, amazing. yeah, yeah. And the other part was, like, I was up against trail runners. Like, I wasn't even a trail runner at the time. So, uh-huh. a lot of these people have done ultra races and trail okay. races. Like, I was just a road runner trying yeah, to figure out yeah, how yeah. to trail run. <laughs> so, I, I was pretty proud of myself considering yeah. oh, my knowledge was that's insignificant. Fantastic. <laughs> I learned a lot, though. Uh-huh. But that was by far the hardest thing yeah, I've ever yeah, done. Yeah. I mean, mentally, like, going out each day when you're exhausted, dead nobody's meeting you at the start like, uh-huh. that was hard it was a lot of oh, lonely, for sure. for lonely sure. miles i had overcome my fear of being alone in the dark on a trail with mountain lions with mountain lions in the morning <laughs> and weird people at night and weird people i saw a lot of weird people going up <laughs> Malins at night just so you guys all oh, know trying at the best time yeah 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 um i ran into like a person breaking into houses one morning really like, called the cops and everything oh, like this it was a crazy month <laughs> i was so mentally burnt out yeah Right, right. I like that. Nice. What aspirations do you have now? Anything? Um, I Any think, goals you're pursuing? Yeah, so that's the hard part because I know what I do uh-huh. and how hard it is on my body. Right. Like that vertical challenge took a lot out of me. I mean, three days later, I swelled like crazy. Huh. I mean, my body went crazy. And then a week later, I was like heating up at night. Just really? like trying to recover uh-huh. from it. So I know I push too far yeah, and I tend right, to not right. listen to myself and ignore myself. So now these days I'm trying to do better okay. and like actually listen, but push when I need to. Yeah. So yeah, last yeah. year I did three trail races. Um, I did a 50K, which is 30, 31 miles. And I did a mar- two marathons. Okay. And that went really well. I I got a course record on one of them, Logan. I was a minute off my first race, which I jumped into the last minute. So I was Uh pretty happy with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my third race, I was the first girl and I was like third overall. Okay. So that was pretty fun too. And that was Elva Carroll Local, which a lot of people do. Okay. Yeah. That is awesome. (laughs) This year, I think, I think I want to try a 50 miler. Oh, like okay. Backcountry, tough terrain. Yeah, like yeah. Rugged, probably run into animals out there. Frank uh-huh. Churchill Wilderness, 50 miler. <laughs> Frank Churchill Wilderness, yes, okay. That's out in Idaho, and it's pretty much the roughest oh, nice. you can in this area. So That sounds like amazing. true backcountry. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so you hunt as well. Yes. You've just gotten into that the last few yeah, years, right? Yeah, it's kind of becoming my new hobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So your husband's been hunting forever. Forever. Okay. I right, started right. off doing it just to, you know, bond and yeah, build yeah, a yeah. relationship together. <laughs> That's awesome. And now you're filling the freezer. and now, Yeah, now I'm, I'm trying to fill the freezer. So he tricked me into going by myself last year. And I had to drive through a stream, take a hard right-hand <laughs> turn, like literally on a slant that I was unsure if my truck was going to oh, like no. stay on it. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I literally was like leaning like a <laughs> My body would lean to the left. The truck was still You're not like, that big. Over. I know. <laughs> But 
I got through it. I got up. I hiked up to the top of that hill and I found, you know, three or four bucks and I just was terrible at stalking. <laughs> got huffed up by a bunch of does. Oh, man. They're like, I see you. <laughs> You're not fooling anyone. But it was uh, a nice time right. out. It was good yeah, weather. Yeah, yeah. And, and then we uh, went to my in-laws for uh, Halloween. Halloween day was the last day of the season. Oh, And we okay. were coming back that day. And I was just like, Nate, I feel like if I just have one more day, I yeah. can get one. Like, I know they're up there. I just need to get back out there and have two sets of eyes. Right, so right. So he's like, all right, we'll go. So we dropped our kids off at a friend's house. She was nice. She watched them. And then we headed back out to the hunting spot. And, uh, yeah, we ended up running to another friend up there. He was just hiking. Oh, well. uh-huh. Had all his stuff, probably in case some hunter needed to have some help. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we ended up getting one last hour. Oh, Last nice. day. <laughs> Crunch <Wow>. time. <laughs> My style. <laughs> right, right, yeah. So it was good. It was, oh, it's fun. Good. Like, I love just being out there. I mean, yeah. hiking hard stuff. For sure. And seeing nature is, uh-huh. it's pretty liberating. <laughs> nice. Very good. Well, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Um, no, I think for most people listening, I think it's hard to feel like you can relate to people on this podcast. But in reality, like your level of crazy is different than our level mm. of crazy. It's like I'm never going to be as brave as Arlo. Oh, whatever. And like seek out <laughs> things that are like, I'm not going to want to pull a truck. Although now I'm like. You should do it. Yeah, girls see this polling <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> in October. Um, I'm kind of like Deb. Uh, I just like jump on the bandwagon. I'm uh-huh. like, that sounds crazy. Let's do it. And I, I do more crazy when I'm with partners too. Like, I do, I do too. When other person's Absolutely. doing it, I'm like, yes. Like, uh-huh. It motivates me to stay in the game. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think like for you just to remember who you are, like your level of crazy is crazy. Don't compare hmm. it to somebody else's. Like. For me, going up really steep stuff where I feel like I can fall backwards is scary for me. So I tried to do that last year a couple times just to kind of get uh-huh. over my fear. So keep your crazy crazy. Don't yeah, don't compare yeah, yeah. it to other people. Your crazy is just as crazy. And that if that like motivates you to do harder things, then let that motivate you to do harder things. Don't let other people's accomplishment deter you from doing your own accomplishments. I love it. <laughs> um, I'm not even going to say anything more after that because that's... <laughs> fantastic to end on right there so Soraya thank you so much yeah thanks for having me it's been a pleasure and I always enjoy seeing your smiling face (laughs) so (laughs) thank you so much for coming on the podcast and to all of our listeners however many that might be three four maybe five whatever (laughs) (laughs) we appreciate you as well and uh, we will come back with another guest soon perfect Uh, that's it that's it have a happy day (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.